Hey there, friends. It's Nick. So a few days ago, I was doing the second draft of a piece of work. And normally, as I've said before on this podcast, normally the, the second draft is a process that I really love. It's, it's the editing. So you've done the hard work. You've, you've done the kind of the, the forging out on, onto the, the blank piece of paper. And you've, you've created whatever it is. It might be a story. It might be an article. It might be, you know, whatever. You've done that, that hard thinking. And the second, the second draft, the editing is normally a bit of a joy, but in this case, in this case, the feedback I'd had meant that, that the structure needed to change pretty significantly. And this was a work piece of work for a client who is someone who has lots of great stories. Let's say that. And the first draft had included many of these, these stories they weren't right for the second draft. And it reminded me a couple of things. There's this idea in economics, or where I suppose say, let's say behavioral economics, sunk, the sunk cost sort of fallacy. And in the sunk cost fallacy, as you probably know, the, it, it, it's a mistake that we make a kind of a mental accounting error we make when we, when we've invested a lot of time or money or whatever in something. We tend to want to see it through, even if it doesn't actually make sense. So say, for example, what should we say? Say I was, I was putting heating into my house and I'd, I'd done a whole series of, of, of electric, you know, electric radiators, what have you. And then the price of electricity goes up. I mean, it seems un unimaginable, but you know, it could happen. The price of electricity massively goes up and suddenly the, suddenly they no longer make sense. Right. But I've already spent all that time and all that money. And if I, if I stop the project before it's finished, all that time and money is wasted. So the sun cost fall fallacy means that we would normally, we would normally want to push ahead because we don't want to write off that investment. In this case, that investment of time, of money, sorry, but it might be an investment of time, you know, in, in the first draft of this particular piece of writing, I'd invested a lot of time in, in telling these stories in, in finding the through line in linking them together, let's say, and I didn't want to get rid of them. I didn't want to get rid of them, but the thing about the way to counter the sunk cost fallacy, excuse me, sunk cost fallacy is to to try and cultivate this discipline of saying, if I was starting from scratch right now, would I do this? Because we always want to be making our decisions based on where we are, not what's gone before. Because we can't change what's gone before, right? If you spent, you know, 10,000 pounds installing electric radiators, you can't change that, but you can change the thing that you do next. That's all you can change. So there's an element of that in this process, this editing process. And of course, there's also the famous, the famous writing advice that is like a lot of these quotes, it's, it's actually attributed to loads of people. William Faulkner gets attributed with it a lot. Allen Ginsberg, Stephen King for me in his book on writing says it's best. He writes, kill your darlings, kill your darlings, even when it breaks your egocentric little scribbler's heart kill your darlings. And I've talked about this idea before because when we have something in a piece of writing or a piece of work 
that we particularly love for some reason. And I think if we're brutally honest with ourselves and we're working in a team, often the reason we really love something was our idea. We want to save our idea. But again, we have to take that step back. We have to imagine that we are starting from where we are, not where we were, and say, if I was starting from here, if this second draft is really more than editing, it's really a reflowing of this piece, a reflowing of this story, of its meaning. Does this story fit? And sadly, I had to tell myself last week, no, it doesn't fit. These things have got to go. And right now they're, they are sitting on the metaphorical cutting room floor. And who knows, maybe, maybe they'll come back at some point in a different piece of writing for this client. Uh, they may well, but actually what's interesting to me is that the moment I let them go, the moment I stopped trying to shoehorn them into this piece that wasn't really about them, the happier I felt. And that's a lesson to myself and maybe to you, if you're as nutty as I am about some of this stuff, taking that step back, thinking about where we would be if we were starting right now, where we would go, what we would include. It's like I say, it's a really powerful habit to cultivate and it helps make our stories mean business. Thanks for listening. If you want to dig deeper into the stuff that I do online, search for story.business. Bye now.